XFM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Boom, 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 boom. Come on! Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Can I tell a quick Jimmy story? Yeah. So we have these weekly meetings. All hands meetings every Friday. They're called all hands meetings. Yeah, everyone yeah. in the bill, everyone in the company is on. So it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's a quick little 15, 20, 30-minute presentation from somewhere in the company where we talk about something that affects the entire the entire company, the, the mm-hmm. uh, all of Harvard. We got multiple divisions. Everyone tunes in. And then afterwards here, I think other stations are doing it as well. Across the chain, they have mm-hmm. a quick little meeting to talk about the things that are happening locally, right? Yeah. We get fed. It's kind of cool. Shout out to Northern Chicken. Yeah, Northern Chicken. We had chicken on uh, Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're sitting there. Everybody's eating their meal. Um, the first presentation's done. We're eating. We're waiting for the the start of the next one, but everyone's finishing their meal. Old Farty McFartison over here drops ass in the middle well, of the room. Well, people were trying to eat. It, and it was wet. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't was wet. wet. It was. It sounded wet. <laughs> it sounded like a cleanup fart. And you no. left the room right away. And then he got. He went. Oh, sorry. Got up and and waddled. Waddled. Because he was clenching his butt cheeks. Then I went to the washroom and finished the fart. Uh, did you? I said to Locke, like. You know how bad your farts are. Did it slip out by accident? It did. Did you think it was going to be silent? I I was getting to stand up, and I was clenching my cheeks, and then as I lifted my leg to get up off the floor, it squeaked out because I was on my way out of the room. Uh, we are also, you'll appreciate this, we were also having a conversation about somebody who's no longer with us that um, put a nail in his coffin shortly after his start here yeah. by going to the Christmas party and getting just <laughs> tanked. Yeah. Right? Dropping <laughs> Jimmy on his head. <laughs> he picked up Jimmy. And I, I reminded a couple of people, I said, what I love the most about that story mm-hmm. is the fact that we're all okay with what Jimmy was doing. Yeah. But as soon as somebody went to pick up Jimmy, it was like, oh, my goodness, that guy's got to (laughs) go. Jimmy was literally shirtless, grinding on a fellow employee. Yeah, but he's fine. (laughs) The employee that tried to pick him up and didn't realize how heavy he was. The little person stripping (laughs) and grinding on a co-worker. (laughs) That's okay. But no, 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 no. Let's fire the guy that dropped the guy that was grinding on the employee. <laughs> the stuff you get away with, it's just unbelievable to me. Joe Walsh celebrating a birthday. He is a big part of the reason why this song was so successful. You can hear his guitar parts in it. Guess how old he is today? 82. Yeah, 84? 76. 76, so? 76 years of age. Everybody in the band's like, what? Glenn died? (laughs) (laughs) And Joe is still wandering around (laughs) trying to find his hotel room. (laughs) All right, happy birthday, Joe. Locker room. Welcome to... What is it? Oh, I'm confused because last week we couldn't do this on Monday, so it was Grab Your Ankles Tuesday. (laughs) So it's Bend Over Monday, and we got Jason Bale on with us. But before we get to you, Jason, good morning. 
I want Grant to set up what happened last week with the federal courts overturning Ottawa, the federal government's single-use plastic ban. Yeah, so essentially that, the federal court said that the single-use plastic ban was unconstitutional and unreasonable, saying basically they included everything in there and called it all toxic, and they're saying, you know, you didn't really do your your work, and it's overreaching, and so they uh, yeah reversed that ban. Now a lot of people are like, what does that mean? Can I use plastic straws now? Yeah. Yeah. And... We had a a ban locally, like they just sort of jumped on this, right, Jason? Correct. Yes. Yeah. And what was the Edmonton ban on the on the single use plastic? Was it similar to what the federal government was trying to do? Kind of. So the federal government was, we don't like plastic, therefore toxic, and so we can use criminal power legislation to be able to. Um, to get rid of them. Whereas the city ban is, look, we don't like plastic. We're just going to use the municipal government act to do what we want because we said so. So a different approach. Okay. Could it be overturned or? I mean, a new council could come in and, and rewrite it. Uh, I was reading it uh, again recently and some of the language that they use, you could fight it, but the the lawyers at the city are, are legitimately pretty good. Is it something that maybe the businesses that are impacted by this could, if the federal government doesn't reintroduce this bill or amend it somehow to get it back up and running again, is there not a chance that local businesses could get together and sue the city for the same? I don't know about sue the city. I Sue the federal government, I absolutely would if I was uh, a straw manufacturer or plastic bag manufacturer. Oh, wow. Just because of the approach. I would try at least. And With the city one, though, it's, uh, it's, it's tough because they brought it the idea forward in their 25-year waste strategy, and that was the opportunity to decline it. So when the bylaw comes in, the city relies on, well, no, we already went through this process. You didn't raise any concerns, so your your point is invalid. Okay, okay. Hmm. I was trying to get the difference between how the city went about it and, and how the federal government went about it. And so there is a distinction there. I'm trying to get plastic straws back That's essentially what this is. Uh, yeah, how do we get them back? <laughs> so if the rest I mean, of Canada can use them in Edmonton camp, I'm going to be real angry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ultimately, if the businesses just started doing it, the, the city doesn't have the enforcement team to to go and hit every single business. Right? Oh, that's it's like good. The, you heard the that Area Fifty One <laughs> thing. They can't stop all of us. I'll be honest. I, there's, I'm not going to out them because I don't want them to change. There's a couple places in town that are doing, to, yeah. and I will say, not like small local places, like international franchises that still have plastic straws. They're and cheers every time. They're completely ignoring the yeah. bylaw. Yeah. You know what's oh, you know what's frustrating is that. Um, there are options out there, like biodegradable plastic uh, straws. Like, remember the booster juice straws? Uh, they're probably yeah. a little more expensive, but... Yeah, they've on paper now, too, though. Oh, have they? Yeah, because they had biodegradable ones, but something changed and they went paper now. Probably the cost of yeah. them, right? Yeah. Anyway, okay, well... I appreciate your time this morning for Bend Over Mondays, Jason. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. Three, two... The Locker Rooms. Jimmy. At the movies. I shall call him me. It's like Minute at the Movies, but shorter. Jimmy, what movie did you watch on the weekend? Up in Smoke. Hey, man. Am I driving Okay. 
I think we're parked, man. <laughs> I forgot how stupid these movies were. The, the reason why he said there was a huge pause on that, because he was trying to look through all the smoke to see what they were doing, because the car was full of smoke, because they were had that big, huge joint the size of a toilet paper roll. Oh, Cheech and Chong. Yeah. Just so... It, it doesn't I've never age. watched it. It doesn't age well. The jokes are awful. Ah, oh, just so bad, so bad. <laughs> like I've always had an appreciation for Cheech and Chong on some level, but um, I remember never being wildly entertained by their movies. No, there was no storyline. I guess that was kind of the point. <laughs> yeah, kind it's of... basically two guys getting stoned, and that's how they spent their life. Yeah. Anyway, I need to watch it. I've never seen it, so you know what? You almost should. Yeah. It's kind of like maybe if you don't watch it as like, don't try to watch it as like example. The first time I watched Napoleon Dynamite, I was like, "What is happening? This is so dumb. There's no story." And then I realized, oh, that's the point. Like, there's nothing really happens. And then it became one of my favorite movies ever. That movie made me angry. So you watch it again, but (laughs) don't expect the movie to go anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? that's it. That's they a, a good had way the truck that was made of weed, and then the cops got stoned, <laughs> and because the so they dumb. were burning the truck. And all right, what was your rating? I gave it a two. A two. There, two. Were some, there were some funny moments. Buttered cobs of corn. Two out of five. All right. All right. All right. There you go. Up in smoke. Uh, we were there because of Tom Skerritt from Alien, so we'll probably jump to Cheech or Chong or something, and we'll probably pick should. a movie yeah. in the next couple of hours here, all right? Time now for James P. White's Monday Morning Motivation. Fear is the path... Uh, fear is the path of the... Wow. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger... Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Have a great day, everyone. And thank you for listening to The Locker Room. This might be hard to explain to the family. It's The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. All right, we have Dean Blondell on with us this morning. I'm going to set this up at the front end. Okay, guys? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something happened to... To, to to us, right? That really got under my skin. And so we kind of met about it behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. There was a decision made. We pivoted and we're, we're going to, everything's going to work out. Okay. But what ended up happening was no one was saying out loud what happened. And so... For a couple of days last week, probably three or four, I let my poisonous mind, as you have once or twice referred to it as, <laughs> Dean, I spun on it. And yeah. on the weekend, I sent a note to somebody involved in the decisions around here. And I said, hey, I would really like to out this organization and let everybody know how shitty they are. I love how you're dancing around it. You're doing a great job. Am I doing it Okay. <laughs> No, but I, I'm enjoying this. It's okay. fun to watch him try to dance around things. It so, really is, yeah. It's like watching a one Well, because I promised I wouldn't say anything on the air. No, and you're killing it, dude. Okay. You're crushing okay. it. Okay, all right. Are you yeah. sure? 
Because yeah. oh, I yeah, d- totally. I'll get. I in- still don't really even know what you're talking about. Okay, and good. I'm well, you don't need to. You don't need to know. He's told you. You don't even need to know. You don't even need to know what I'm talking about. Okay. So anyway, I I sent a note on the weekend and said, hey, I'd like to go on the air and I'd like to say out loud and call out this this crappy organization and let everybody know what they are. And and um, the response was and I wasn't upset about the response. The response was, you need to let it go, Locke. I've never heard that before. <laughs> you need to let it go, and and maybe um, th- we'll just take the high road here. And then I sat and spun on high road, taking the high road. I want to toss this at you. Uh, I want your thoughts on this, Dean, because I already right. know where Grant's going to go. Grant thinks I'm insane, yeah. so he would just go, you're crazy. Let There's it go. Yeah. There's something wrong with you. This shouldn't ruin your life. But <laughs> yeah. the problem I have yeah. with taking the high road is the fact that people that are crappy know that culturally we avoid conflict. Correct. And that we all go out of our way to avoid conflict and we're all taking the high road, which gives them a free pass. So then Mm. they get this this free pass to be crappy people and they never get called out for it. When people say to me, you need to take the high road, Locke, Mm -hmm. I never feel good about that decision. (laughs) <laughs> I always feel like like I got yeah I got crapped on yeah, if and I'm you were forced the to high- be, you are forced to be better than those people by taking the high road which you know if I've ever ever tried and I can't, I can't speak for Grant he probably feels the same way because he's not wired like you which <laughs> is probably a huge benefit to his life but I, I let me just say this if I've ever taken the high road, two things. I've always felt like that. I've always felt like, well, they got one over on me. They took the low road over here. Now I got to take the high road out of here. That's not fair to me. I get that. And it's, yeah. and it's not just, and you can, you can extrapolate out from this ambiguous issue that you've really poorly explained. And you can actually apply it to literally <laughs> everything in your life, right? Taking yes. the high road. What does that mean? And I used to have this motto, take the low road, fewer people on it, way more fun. That was my whole motto. It's way more fun to take the low road. But here's, you know what? It sucks to know this is an absolute unmitigated truth is that it almost never benefits you from taking the low road. It always benefits you for taking the high road, especially if it's something you can't control. And everybody in the world thinks they can control other people and they can massage things to make it look the way that it's supposed to look for them. And if they don't, then they feel like, well, okay, I should be allowed to get in the gutter. However, here's the thing. What you're talking about is a charitable effort that everybody's trying to make on behalf of people who are less fortunate. That's the genesis of what you're talking about. And you haven't been allowed to create and be in that space and help out. And so you're angry because you think goodwill is goodwill and goodwill should go around the world and everybody should buy into it. Not everybody shares those values. There are crappy people and crappy organizations out there who take the low road with like little emails and notes and they try to threaten people with them. And they then then they, they pretend that they're like they're they're taking the high road, but it really is never the case. And here's where it kind of matters is that you have been spinning on this, this thing for like five days. I got a phone call on <laughs> Thursday. I got a phone call on Friday. As a matter of fact, my girlfriend picked up the phone at one point because Locke called and he's she's like and Locke says to her, I need to talk to Dean. I need some moral support on this issue. <laughs> and so we talked about it. And my advice to you was 
belly into the beast, go right at it. I think you should read the email. I think you should absolutely blow it up. I think it'd be way more fun, and I think it's showbiz. But then I started thinking about it after, and I thought, well, hang on. Lachlan needs to have the ability to actually have that conversation, and you are so pissed off because you've got such a good heart, and you do everything out of kindness that you can't believe other people don't feel the same way you do, but you're never going to control those things, my man, ever. And that's the beauty of life. I will accept the fact that I don't deal with stuff well. <laughs> and that, that maybe everyone's decision to not to make sure I don't talk about it is yeah. probably the right decision. It's, yeah, I it's, don't think it is. See, this is where I would disagree with your boss, who I actually like and I've known for a long time. I would disagree with your boss in the fact that I think you can creatively drive a result, but only if you are not emotionally attached to that result. Now, I don't one think thing that's I know possible. Our... <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going to say, uh, Grant. Uh, we're back to on square one. Yeah, you have to have the ability to do that, and poor Locke, he's just a bunch of loose, loose ends. Isn't he? He's like, I don't understand why everybody doesn't think like me. This is BS. Uh, all right. We haven't really resolved anything. Um, I'm going to lose more sleep over this, probably, and continue you to spin on it until it kills me. Yeah. All right. Well, or you could just go ahead and do it anyway and see what happens with your boss at like 9, 30, 10 o'clock this morning. See, that's what I'm not going to do because I'm a man of my word. I'm also questioning whether or not I even play any of the audio from this because of... I was trying to dance around it, and you jumped right into the pools and started <laughs> splashing around. Well, because no one understood what you were talking about. Like, Grant, did you understand anything he said? Uh, not really, and I know the story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, we'll let you go. Thanks, boys. Have a great day. Dean Blundell, Cryer Media, Cryer.co. On air, online, and on our app, welcome to the locker room. So Roseanne Carter passed away. Rosalind. Rosalind, sorry. <laughs> Rosalind, yes, yes. Um, obviously married to Jimmy Carter. Yeah. 77 years or something like that. Wow. Yeah, I saw that. It was 70 well, he's 99. She was 96 yeah. when she passed away. I guess they put them into palliative care together, and um, she she succumbed yesterday, right? Yeah, she had dementia. Um, they were in palliative care together, and, and she passed away, so... I think he's not too far behind. Yeah. Usually, you, you know, him, when you've been together for that long, you're kind of connected. And and uh, yeah. usually if one goes, the other's yeah. not too far behind. And I've had Jimmy Carter in our celebrity death pool for quite a long time. So the next wager is the two losers have to do 100 push-ups a day for a month. For a month. You can break it up. You don't have to do it all at once. Yeah, it's not 100 in a shot. Do like 10 every hour or something. I've been trying to do push-ups to get ready for this because I have a feeling I'm going to lose because <laughs> you have you have a really good list. Yeah. And uh, I am such a loser. Push-ups are tough, man. Like, yeah, doing 10 doesn't sound like a lot, but I can, it's, a, it's a work. I can do... Yeah. I, mean, I can do five pretty pretty clean yeah and i can usually punch out 10 yeah if if i put my mind to it mm -hmm. but at at 10 i'm like what is wrong with me <laughs> like should we try you it right now such so we a see if loser. the three of us could do 10 combined uh jimmy's got like but jimmy's six inch arms though. like he if he does an actual push-up 
but that one time we were doing these these little miniature push-ups. Am I allowed to do them on my knees? No. I think if we if we can't do a hundred, you should be able to end on your knees and just gradually increase. If you can't do ten push-ups at once, I think we're we're a sad bunch. No, but I but I mean, <laughs> but a hundred in a day. Yeah, yeah. but ten and ten an hour, it should be doable. You're I'll, only I'll, you're I'll only try. saying that because you're gonna I'll, win. I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to do it properly. And yeah, I was seeing I was seeing whether or not you guys would open up the door for knee pushups. <laughs> I, 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 I would be embarrassed to do those if I were you. <laughs> uh, we don't get embarrassed. <laughs> well, I'm embarrassed. Like I literally, my wife. I was we were watching TV on the weekend. And I'm like, I gotta get ready for this challenge because I'm yeah. sure I'm gonna lose. And and uh, and so I start doing push-ups, and I get to five, and I'm like shaking. And she goes, "Wow, you're a loser!" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Imagine what your wife would say if you were on your knees doing those. <laughs> she might my wife never is get on, into bed with you again. My wife is on the couch making fun of me. <laughs> The dog left the room. (laughs) (laughs) And now, advice from Phil. Pot needs to sleep and sweat. Okay. Before what, Phil? You run through the jungle, man. Time now for Jimmy's birthday corner on the locker room. This should be good. So tomorrow is actually Kane's 50th birthday, but he's not going to be in town. So he wanted both him and Charlene text in that they really wanted us to do this message because Kane knows how much Locke loves this bit. Uh, And he wants to just hear, you know, just how happy Locke is right now. And happy birthday, Kane. He's a longtime listener of the show. Loves Rush. Loves Rush. Play some Rush for him. Yeah, Uh, I'll get that on right away. Yes, sir. It looks pretty good in a cowboy hat. I saw a picture of him and the wife at PBR on the weekend. He had a big cowboy hat on. I really enjoyed all the fake cowboys this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> good work, everyone. Uh, I walked into the bar and the, the manager at Kelly's had a cowboy hat on, Scott. And I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, PBR. And I went, oh. And he goes, and I look good. And I went, eh, not really. <laughs> and I was drunk. <laughs> all right. Happy, happy birthday, birthday Kane. I'll allow, I'll allow this one. The locker room. Got a note from a listener on the weekend, and, and I want to read it. I'm okay. not sure if I should say his name. I'll say his first name. Yeah, you can give away any first name. Yeah, because I, I asked him if he was okay. He didn't get back to me, but the fact that he didn't get back to me, I won't say his last name, but his first name is Brad. So I'll read the note that he sent because it, it says everything it needs to say. Here's some note reading music. (laughs) So I transfer over from CSC. We think that has something to do with the corrections service. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on. After 12 years with the RCMP. To the RCMP. to To the RCMP during COVID. Nobody really gets to know me with all the drama happening around the pandemic. I then transfer to the RCMP training center, the center of training excellence. Seven months ago, and after seven months, people are starting to get to know me a bit. Day two of airing your fine (laughs) radio show in my section, 
And what's on the radio? Bondage, sex toys, a whole bunch of other kinky topics. Guess what some of my coworkers think the new guy is into? It's all good. Good conversation starter. Well, maybe not. I've asked a couple of members if they have spare handcuffs. Asking for a friend. Uh, yeah. We're that show now. <laughs> like, I have some podcasts I listen to that when I'm in the drive-thru, I hit pause on because I don't want them to hear what I'm listening to. So, yes, that's us now, hey? Rogan? <laughs> Shane Gillis. There's, yeah. there's some judgment around listening to Rogan. That too, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, well... We're not that show. We just thought it would be an interesting conversation. Just it was the taboo sex show of the week. We're not Everyone's always that show, but once in a while we behind closed doors. In. We'll dip our yeah. toes into those waters. <laughs> Jimmy, more often than not. Mm-hmm. But yeah. We all make mistakes. This is the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. By the way, if you missed that conversation on Friday, it was was with Pepper. And she was actually doing a bunch of speaking engagements at the Taboo Sex Show. And her field of expertise is polyamory. She's living the lifestyle and now actually does a lot of training and sort of mentoring yeah. if that is something that you are curious about. So she she does these these seminars during these shows. I think she's going down to Calgary, too, if I'm not mistaken, to do the same thing she was doing here in Edmonton. And um, uh, it's it's basically about the... The rejection of traditional monogamous relationships, right? That that's sort of disintegrating. Mm-hmm. Whether you agree with that or not, that is that's a what thing. She was saying, yeah. it, it is growing, and she is um, somewhat of a, a, a of a guide, I guess, for people who are exploring that. Now, we posted the interview on our YouTube page. It's on our YouTube page, yes. Yeah, if you go to YouTube and type in the locker room, all one word, um, you can subscribe and you can check it out. It's up there. Or Jimmy I can, can send you the link. There you go. Welcome to the locker room. I saw this. I think I got an eat. I signed up for the app. I got the, you kind of coerced me into signing up for the McDonald's app. It's actually a really good app. Because like every morning when you get your coffee, yeah. you're getting points and then you get free stuff. Anyway, so I remember saying, it was months ago, I remember saying I didn't have the app. And Grant's like, what are you doing? You're get on it. You go, to, you go to McDonald's every day. You're missing out. Yeah. Anyway, so I... Uh, I signed up for the app, and they send out emails, right, about, like, what you can get for with the rewards and all that. And I got the, the Crocs email, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, how brilliant is that? Yeah. You can get, and this is a Canadian thing. I looked into it. You can buy... I don't know if you have to go to the store or if it's online. Or it's online, I, I is believe. It? Okay. Yeah. But you can get McDonald's Crocs. Yeah. Everyone has a Crocs collaboration now, right? That's insanely so, smart. They're so popular because they're so comfortable. They're so awesome. And everyone has a collaboration. The one that I really want is the uh, slippers. They have a new Crocs slipper. I really want those. But yeah, the McDonald's ones look cool. That's funny. I totally wear those. If you ain't crocking, you ain't rocking, right? So, Are you a Croc kid? No. You like, should be. I have, like, I have those ones, those... Uh, Deck shoes that are made by Crocs. Oh I, yeah, you bought those so that you could go out for dinner when we were at Sandals yeah. in Jamaica. <laughs> you needed something that wasn't <laughs> falling apart in Jamaica. <laughs> There's Baby Yoda ones. 
Get out of here. Baby Yoda Crocs. Baby Yoda but, McDonald's Crocs? No, just Baby Yoda Crocs. Oh, not McDonald's. But, I, okay. but I need the, the closed back. Like, I can't have open have back a, shoes. They have a the strap. strap. You put them on in it. sport mode. Yeah. You, you got no, so you can run in them. <laughs> no, that doesn't work for me. Why do you need a back so bad? That's not a... Because, because in order for the Are shoe... Are we doing this really well, seriously? Grant, in, why? In order, in order by for Jimmy's the shoes. In order the, you for, don't even have... Your shoes are like the, the two inches too big for you. Why are you saying you need a back? That's why I'm confused because in like that picture of him as little Juan, his shoes don't fit. There's two inches between the, the, the heel of the shoe and the back of his foot. Because of how wide my foot is. So, But you don't need a back. Why do you then need they don't stay on my feet. Have you ever then tried? Then they don't stay on my feet. But the yeah. shoes that you're wearing don't go to the back of your foot anyways. Like, there's two inches. Have you ever tried a pair of Crocs with that with the strap on the back? Yeah, and it falls off every time I lift my foot. I don't, this makes no sense. I, yeah. This makes no sense. Is it a bow-legged thing? Or? <laughs> it's, a, it's a wide, short well, foot thing. He's bow-legged. Yeah. But it's a wide, short foot thing. I have a way wider foot than you. My, my foot is probably two inches wider than yours. But your foot is longer than mine. Mine is because... So, in order for a shoe to fit me properly, it's usually about a size five. But because my shoe... Uh, in order to, to fit my Add foot in... the list of conversations that I have with Jimmy that makes me want to jump off a building. Same. <laughs> But in order, <laughs> look at that mind. picture I, of Jimmy's <laughs> shoes. His shoes don't fit. Never. They he never, doesn't need a back. He never has a back yeah. on his shoes because no. he's. And they don't stay on my feet. <laughs> you, do you understand what Grant and I are saying yes. to you? The shoes you wear currently, for whatever reason, but they you've still... got an inch on the back end of your foot. So why are you saying you need a back when the shoes that you wear don't even touch do the back of your foot? Because if I don't have a back, then my shoes fall off. The back doesn't do anything on your shoes. There's not touching your foot. Pray for me. <laughs> Three, two. The locker rooms. Jimmy. Get the movies. I shall call him me. It's like minute at the movies, but shorter. Like I said, with Jimmy at the movies and the six degrees of separation, we ended up on Tom Skerritt and up in smoke this weekend. So we're jumping to Cheech Marin. If you missed it, Jimmy's review of that movie will be on the podcast. We did that earlier this morning. So now we're looking at Cheech movies. You know what? Somebody brought up a point, and I, I would, I'm going to disagree with that point. I think there are some stoner movies out there that you need to be stoned to watch mm-hmm. and that they might make make them more entertaining. Yeah, they said you didn't like Up in Smoke because you weren't stoned. And I and I get that. I understand that, and, and I appreciate that, but I'm pretty sure that if I had watched that stoned, I still would have been angry. <laughs> we'll try it again. <laughs> so Give it another go. You've seen Tin Cup, which that's in, my, a whole bunch. in my opinion, that's Cheech's best movie. I loved Tin Cup. That's one of my favorite sports movies of all time. That's such a good movie. Yeah, yeah. But we've you've done watched, that one. You've watched that recently too. I think this year, didn't you? I think it was last year. Okay. All right. Let's correct that. <laughs> um, Shoes don't fit them. 
<laughs> so, Tin Cup is out. That one was texted in the most. From Dust Till Dawn, we made him watch that yeah, one, too. Yeah, that one's out. Yeah, that one's out. Um, that, he was good in that, too. Yeah. Born in East L.A. Came, came in. I don't know that movie. As a comedy. Was it? Yeah. Not great. <laughs> All right. Um, I got a suggestion. Did did Cheech and Chong's next movie come in, which was the follow up to Up and Smoke? Um, I don't believe that did. Oh, Cheech and Chong next movie. Yeah, yeah, that came in. Okay, yeah, Shane, Shane Nimrichter. Why don't we make you watch that one? Just keep it going. <laughs> Finish off the year with a bunch of Chong's. <laughs> so Cheech and Chong's next movie. That's the choice. That's my vote. Because the other ones you've seen, yeah, Tin Cup, Dust Till Dawn, you've seen. Um, yeah, I'm voting Space for that one Kids. Too. You've seen that. Spy Kids. Spy. Okay, Spy Kids. You've already seen that. <laughs> Cheech and Chong's next movie. Let's do it. All right, done. And I'll watch this one stoned. Mm, Shane, I'll let you guys. Shane text that one in. So yeah, we can't ignore Shane. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, we can. But. <laughs> I like the idea that we, we went from up it going to Cheech and Chong's next movie. The Locker Room presents The Grant Report. Brought to you by Battle Rattle Tactical Supplies. Supplying the front line since 2016. Now, Grant Johnson. The world was shocked last week when Snoop Dogg announced that he was quitting weed. He didn't say weed, but he said, I'm quitting smoke, which, I mean, we all know what that means. It shocked people because it's hard to imagine Snoop Dogg without weed. Marijuana and Snoop Dogg, they're synonymous with each other. I think a lot of people, myself included, kind of believe there is no Snoop Dogg without weed and no weed without Snoop Dogg. They go together like salt and pepper. Macaroni and cheese, Fred and Barney, beer and cigarettes. They need each other. They go together. He was a hero for a lot of pot smokers. He was like their messiah, and they were his disciples. So understandably, a lot of very high people are now left feeling a little confused. This is like if we came into work one day and Lachlan said he was no longer going to complain about bike lanes or 15-minute cities. (laughs) Or if Jimmy vowed that he was saving himself for marriage and he was going to stop pleasuring himself. It would concern a lot of people. <laughs> to be fair to Snoop Dogg, though, even if he does quit smoking now, he has probably smoked enough weed that he will be stoned for the rest of his life. So, <laughs> I mean, he's never going to be sober. The Grant Report is brought to you by our locker room merchandise. Just a hint. If you're looking to load up on merch, Black Friday is coming, and there will be a sale code. So, text us now for the link to shop. Welcome to the locker room. All right, we have guests in studio. Just introduce yourselves quickly, and then what you do with Backstairs Burger, okay? Uh, Levi Biddlecombe. Okay. Half of the ownership of okay. Backstairs Burger. Okay. And I'm Jesse Woodland. I'm the uh, other half of ownership. <laughs> so, where... Did this start because we've had a conversation on air about it um, because Grant knew about you guys when you had, was it, what were those kitchens called? Uh, like a ghost kitchen kind of you started, right? D- did you guys do that, that, um, that thing first? Kind of. Well, it started back, I had a fine dining, like bar, restaurant, tapas type thing, and we started doing Backstairs Burger out of there during COVID for okay. like, a takeout option, so the restaurant didn't die. <laughs> um, and uh, fine dining doesn't travel so well when you can't have dine-in, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, then after that, it just sort of took off. 
we kept it on the back burner and that restaurant burned down. So when that one burned down, we just, uh, I had a, a different business partner at the time. So we went full force into the Backstairs brand because yeah. no restaurant left and uh, ended up doing a pop-up that turned into us at a food hall. So we were in like a oh, four wow. kitchen food hall for about a year, a little over a year and then left there and opened the first location. And then Jesse came on board and we opened our second location at West Ed. It's funny how how you could pivot like that. Like I know even the, the three Boars guys, when they had to pivot because they're like, well, this doesn't really work for takeout start doing pizza and then it turns into this huge thing now it's massive now that's like their main (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. you guys now you got two locations exactly (laughs) do you ever wake up and go why am i doing this like i do that with my business but it's the restaurant industry is insane it is so tough i do when i'm uh, especially when i like have a nap (laughs) like i'll wake up from a nap and two hours will have gone by i'm like why 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 is this my life right now but i mean at the end of the day like it's worth it right you got to do what you love right yeah 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 yeah. there's a scene we were talking before we started the interview there's a scene in edmonton that's of of uh young up-and-coming chefs which is kind of cool right yeah even uh there's a competition that we both participated in this year it's like uh, it's called great kitchen party but it's basically the regional qualifier in every major city to go to the national canadian culinary competition um and this i've i've done it many many times but this year was just sort of a reflection of all that up and coming younger chefs because it was like a bunch of people our age that we're all friends with that we've sort of all come up with as cooks up to chefs and now there's basically our age group is at that chef level yeah yeah very cool very cool it's kind of it's interesting for for the the consumer too because you guys are taking some chances being very creative and you're you're putting some interesting things out there there's a lot of really good restaurants in the city there is yeah it's a great scene yeah i wish you'd mentioned by the way we have gift cards to give away too yeah we'll get to that in a minute yeah 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 yeah. Uh, and i want to thank you guys for doing the locker room uh promo code for mel's uh burger the mel toro which is the feature burger for the month of um november at backstairs is it at both locations because you guys have a mall spot and you guys also have the one uh down here by southgate yeah southgate yeah (laughs) yeah it's going at both okay awesome um and uh, the other thing i want to ask you is the uh, about the menu when you guys were putting the menu together like how does that how does that go because it's it's a very it's an interesting menu it's a bit different it's very creative are you looking to to do something different when you guys sit down and 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 come up with stuff for 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 a restaurant well the so as a as a pop-up it was like four items that yeah. we, and we were constantly rotating, just kind of doing really obnoxious burgers to get so <laughs> get some attention. Basically, yeah. Yeah, that's <clears throat> we wanted some like Instagrammable stuff that would catch people's eye. Uh, and then after that, it became a more consistent menu at the food hall um, with my other business partner. The menu got a little bit out of hand. There was a <laughs> lot. It was a lot of items. A lot. It just kept expanding and expanding. So after the food hall, we sort of took the best hits and found out what worked and what didn't and sort of trimmed it down as much as we could while keeping it as creative as possible. Because yeah. when you're doing burgers, it's a really saturated market. So if you don't stand out, if your product isn't good and even if it's good, people won't pay attention to it if it's not interesting or exciting. So it's kind of quality and curb appeal at the same time. The crack fries, too. Do not, (laughs) do not not get the crack fries. (laughs) They're so good, man. They're so good. Yeah, um, listen, um, we'll do the giveaway. What do you want to do? We'll do, here's what we'll do. Text in 
one of the burger names from Backstairs. So you have to have gone to Backstairs and done some research. So do that right now at 780-989-0957, and uh, we'll hook up. We got two. Levi? Two, two, yeah. two, two twenty-five-dollar gift cards. That okay, we'll, we'll right. give those away now. And yeah. I'm telling you right now, you need to go check out this burger place. It's in my neck of the woods now, as we move from St. Albert down here. So my wife, I went down. I had the Mel Toro nice. a couple of weekends ago, and then my wife had the uh, had the OG. And so we've been uh, we've been having a conversation about going back. We'll probably be regulars on that on this this uh, South End. Perfect. Side. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. You guys are doing a great job. So thank you for coming down. No worries. Thank and, and when are you? When's Mel's Burger uh, gone? At the end of the month? I would say around there. Yeah, we haven't set an exact date because we've got a lineup of people that want to do features. So yeah. we're kind of just coordinating that and seeing who wants to start and when they want to start. Okay, so if you've got a good idea and maybe uh, come to you and 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 uh, present it. Hundred percent. That's awesome. Okay, excellent. Backstairs, two locations in town. Check them out. And again, seven eight zero nine eight nine zero nine five seven. You got to send one of the burger names in order to win the gift cards. Thank you, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Show Local Some Love, and we have a very very special guest. We have. Mrs. Claus in with us today. Mrs. Siobhan Claus. <laughs> oh, there we go. All right. Um, should we call you Joan? Can we? Yes, you can. Okay, yes. awesome. You look fantastic. Thank you. Um, tell us a little bit about your business, Personalized Miss by Mrs. Claus. Oh, I've been doing this for more than 10 years. People love it because they can use a family tradition. They can make a family tradition choosing ornaments, and they do that every year. They come in, and as a family, they pick their ornaments. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. What are, what are the most popular ornaments that you sell? The family ornaments. Everybody loves to get an ornament that represents their family. So okay. mom, dad, Susie, and Billy, and the family name or our family is fantastic. And then you've got some funky ones too, right? Some, yes. Some well, different... We- we have pickleball ornaments, so <laughs> I'm thinking that's going to be a cool one. We've got hockey ornaments. We have lacrosse ornaments. We have every sport, every bit of music. Uh, we have a sewing machine, and we even have a knitting ornament, which is a first for this year. Oh, cool. So you will do something a little offside as well if if somebody wants it? Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) And we have before. All right. Tell us a little bit about the fudge. Oh, the fudge comes in a whole bunch of flavors. I have to hide it away from myself. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. There's, well, there's farting fudge. Happy father farting. You know, there's a few offsides. Still tastes like chocolate, right? Yeah. It just makes you fart. (laughs) Tastes like chocolate, but yeah, exactly. You never know what you're going to get. I love it. What are some of the themed packages you're offering this year? You got the wine lovers. Um, Well, you know what? We can package all of our ornaments together. So we have wine loving socks. Okay. We have a wine lovers ornaments. Okay. You had me at Merlot. We can personalize gift like that for a girlfriend. And then you can choose the fudge that you think they're going to like because chocolate and fudge and nice warm pair of socks kind of kind of goes, goes yeah. yeah so the, the socks too are a big deal right all the socks have been so popular and they're so funny okay. i have socks that say freak between the sheets <laughs> okay i have i have socks that that 
well, a little more sedate, so I'm fully booked all weekend. And then a book lover's ornament and okay. your choice of fudge. Okay. That's a nice little grouping. Okay, excellent. Uh, Joan, tell us a little bit where, uh, tell us where we can send people if they're looking for any information about Personalized by Mrs. Claus. We're on Facebook and we're on Instagram, so you can hunt us down there or just come to Millwood's Town Centre or even come on Saturday the 25th. I and my mister will be in a fantastic parade that starts at 1130. Looking forward to it. Thank you for this. Thank you. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Makes you seem pretty put together by comparison, hey? Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.